1: Solus Meds, if you're coming to the bar. Now, uh, they've got deals throughout the entire month of October, smoking hot deals, dare I say. It's a premier Colorado dispensary, and they're always hooking it up with some incredible deals for you guys every single month. With any of their four convenient Colorado locations, they got one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, there's two here in Denver, one just off Broadway, and one blocks away on East Colfax from where we're currently sitting. For the entire month of October, you're getting 25% off Dixie Gummies, the solace Bars, Sticks, Extractions, Drops, you name it. And if you head into any of their four locations today, you can actually get a free solace Bar or King Cone. Absolutely delicious when you mention code. DNVR20 at any of those locations. Mention DNVR20, and you also receive 20% off your purchase. And you know what? If you don't like waiting in line or you're, you're a very go get kind of person, you can go to solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Check out their online menu, order there, and then pick it up at your own convenience. Just make sure you mention code DNVR20 for that. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD Coffee will improve the quality of your morning because it's rich in CBD and CBG, and you can have about three or four cups a day like me and not have those jitters. And now, new customers can get 25% off their first purchase with code DNVR25. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and join with me today is my dude from the press box <laughs> right there at Coors Field. Mr. Rocks pile himself, Kevin Henry. Kevin, thanks for joining us,
0: man. Patrick, good to be here, brother. Good to see you in person. Good to be at the DMVR bar. How about that?
1: Got to have you in. Got to give you the full red carpet, as it were. I like it up here in the studio, off we'll some some bite to eat. Uh, watch Game One of the World
0: Series. What this is a beautiful day! Happy World Series Day, by the way. Happy World Series Day to you too. Absolutely.
1: So nice, so nice. Well, before we get to talking about maybe some of our favorite World Series moments and uh, our over unders, if you will, for Houston v. Atlanta. Rockies had some news, you know, maybe not huge news, but Steve Foster is out, quote, unquote, in a sense. As pitching coach, Daryl Scott, the bench, or rather the bullpen coach, is in. As the pitching coach, maybe with Mark Wiley's retirement, we could have Mr. Steve Foster, who's been around for about seven years, he could be taking over as the pitching coordinator for the organization. What, what were your initial thoughts when you heard that go down, as reported by our good buddy Nick Grope from The Athletic?
0: Yeah, it, to me it was something that it seems like a domino. Uh, I think with Mark Wiley stepping down, I think that it's something that Foste goes real easily into that role. Uh, you know, and I don't really see this as a huge shift for the Rockies per se because uh, you know, obviously uh, with Daryl Scott still being there, I think that it's very, a lot of continuity. Uh, but I do think that I will not be surprised at all if Fosti goes right into that uh, role by Mark Riley.
1: Yeah, there was no like, official press release, no. so it's not Steve Foster was fired. Or even that he's out. It's, he could be out, but then in at that yeah. new position.
0: Well, and, and like Groke said, in the, you know, he wanted to spend some more time with his family. Uh, you know, and so that's understandable. So it's not something that was performance-based or anything else, because uh, you know, we know what that rotation did last year. You know, so it's something that I think it's just uh, there's going to be a shuffling, shall we say.
1: Yeah, Bob Apodaca, I'm not sure how long he was with the team. It seemed like forever, close to a decade. And so Steve Foster's second longest tenure as a pitching coach for the Rockies organization. And again, as you said, the rotation in 2021 was great. In fact, they've been really good since... 16, 17, and, and a yeah. lot of that, you have to give him credit for
0: Well, and you look at the guys, Marquez, Senza, you know, Freeland, all these guys that have come up through, you know, and Gray as well. I mean, obviously a question mark right now, but still, all these guys are very comfortable with Fosti being around, so I don't see that the Rockies wouldn't try to keep that continuity. Are we
1: expecting any other coaching changes? It seems like most teams have already made those moves. There might be some other things coming. We know manager spot, you got to get that done right away. But Black should be fine. Yeah. Still has another year left. Might there be any other changes on the coaching staff?
0: You know, you would think if there was, it might be on the hitting side. Uh, but there hasn't been, like you said, there hasn't been anything really happened. I don't know that there's going to be now with we're in the World Series. We know that there's that looming you know, work stoppage that's being discussed so much. It really is something I think that if there's something else to come, you know, it may wait till after all that happens. But we'll see.
1: It, it sounds strange to say that it might be an aggressive move to make a change when you're thinking about making the change, but if there is some kind of work stoppage, you you know, you want there to be a system in place and Dave Magnin's been there for a while, Mike Redman as the bench coach has been there for a while, so yeah, maybe it's more of keeping a status quo, but at the same time, you don't want there to be too much chaos if there is some kind of work stoppage.
0: No and, and Bud being there I think that that is the the captain driving the ship for sure and making sure that it's calm seas as we head into what well, could be an unknown time you know and again story gray a lot of unknowns about what is to come along with the work stoppage so I think having Buddy there is a, a super important
1: thing. Grok also mentioned the fact that GM Bill Schmidt really wants to streamline some things within the organization and and as you said this might be that first domino effect so that you know as as much as there's a Cardinals way, as of right now, there is a Rockies way, but it's uh, we don't say it in the same general vein. And so I, I think this could be the start of something of Schmidt saying, no, we want there to really be a Rockies way all throughout the minor leagues, throughout the entirety of the organization, and for that way to be a much better way, a yeah. way to win.
0: Well, I think you hit it right there, the minor leagues. I think that's where they're really seeing that something important needs to come in to stabilize all this. And if there's going to be a Rockies way, it has to start in Fresno. It has to start in Spokane. And we know last year, those, you know, it was a very bottom heavy, for lack of a better term, minor league, as far as talent goes. Now, obviously, that's going to shift up. But you've got to make sure that something's in place for those guys as they get to a Hartford and an Albuquerque, that they keep progressing in the Rockies way, as you say.
1: Yes. This week we've got the top of the Rockies dropping as well as next week kind of recapping all of the 2021 season. And so I definitely want to get your take. You were there for about just as many games as anyone other than Bud Black and his coaching staff. (laughs) And that includes road games. How many games did did you end up? As as did you end uh, up see we were too.
0: actually at the cubs uh you know my uh, my buddy noah uh, who helps me run the site uh, he actually traveled more than i did dude he was in cincinnati he was in milwaukee uh, i joined him in chicago um yeah so you know some interesting uh, stops along the way for sure looking forward to getting back out there again next year.
1: yeah shout out to our guy Noah yingling um so gotta know just overall favorite memory of the 2021 season if there was a moment if you will what was your favorite one or which ones stand out?
0: Well, I saw you drop the hat to Coors Cat. I mean, let's be perfectly <laughs> honest. that That's always going to be out there. And that was, uh, you know, the, the gift, the memes of the year for sure, I think. I don't know if there was a moment per se. I mean, the the first Elias Diaz walk-off where he didn't exactly know what to do and just kind of kept running. I, I, I love that moment just to kind of get from him. But I think the whole Ryan McMahon progression and Brendan Rodgers finally getting his time. I think those are two things when I look back at the season. Those are the moments that I go, "Wow." What about you?
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm, I'm working on the article for tomorrow, and I've got something that I think is is the definitive moment for the season, and it's it's not actually doesn't actually involve the Rockies season. It involves the Rockies world. Ah. But to your point, you know, in in a year in which You know they're under 500 they're not contending you say ah it's it's maybe forgettable to a degree right you say but maybe maybe it won't be forgettable because maybe this is part of the emergence of ryan mcmahon or brendan rogers finally getting to show a little bit of what he can do maybe he's the next superstar or maybe it's the start of herman marquez's you know progression you know he's been around for a while now but still only age 26 you go is he Did he learn something enough this year where he can go out and now throw only the second no-hitter in team history yep. in 2022? Or is it enough to garner Cy Young Award votes or even enough to win the award? Yeah. Maybe that's what this year will be remembered for and, and, in the future.
0: And that's a great point because first half Marquez versus second half Marquez, night and day, obviously. And Herman, you know, uh, I did go to the final series in Arizona and Herman mentioned that, yeah, it, it got to be a load in the second half for sure. So how does he prepare for that longer stretch? And again, coming off of 2020, shorter season, not as few starts, all that stuff. Maybe not too big a surprise, but what he got a little taste of it this year, coming so close at Coors. How does that game rate ready for next year? It's a good point.
1: And he was an all-star. There was small amount of debate as to whether he should have started the game or not, but I think that was a good carrot to dangle in front of him and say, no, you really need to, to earn it. Maybe, Maybe at the time... You might be on the same level of Max Scherzer, but you your career hasn't been yet. So you know what? Nod goes to the vet. Now he's got something that he can work for. If we're talking about best performances, are you going with McMahon's three home run game? Or are you more inclined to go the June 29th route where Marquez takes the no-hitter into the
0: ninth? Man, I tell you what, that's a tough one because I'm a total base guy. So yeah, I go with the 14 total bases by yeah. Matt for sure because that tied the most total bases by Rockies ever. You know, but but you're exactly right for Herman to get that close and taste it and and almost give that little nod to it, you know, the week before when he was in Seattle. I mean, I think that's a really cool moment too. That's hard that's a hard one to toss up. That's apples and oranges right there, man.
1: It is. That that's that's why I gave an award to the hitter and one to the pitcher <laughs> I like and, it. and there you go. Now yep. now you know Smart. Uh, what's going on behind the paywall. What about best new player? from the team. There's really four that, you know, came in from outside the organization, Robert Stevenson, Connor, Joe, Austin Gomber, CJ Krohn, all, all really good in their own outright.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to say CJ Krohn's that guy. It really is. Especially knowing that he bet on himself this year, you know, and I, and I remember in spring training, everybody was talking about, you know, him, you know, coming in as that minor league free agent and needing to prove himself and the, you know, the million dollar contract and all that stuff. Do bet on himself and won. proved that he was healthy, proved he could still rake. You got to give it to Crone, but let's give an honorable mention to Connor. I mean, let's give a little honorable mention to that uh, smile and the energy that he brought and how quickly he became a fan favorite too.
1: Well, that's where I was going next. Was he, he seemed like he had to have been the fan favorite, not even talking about the new guys, just in general of people going out and supporting him. I love this guy. Everyone loves Charlie. Everyone, everyone loves Absolutely. him. They're wearing his jersey. Everyone loves Trevor. You start to see a lot more Rodgers and Marquez jerseys around. But if you go, my guy, though, it's got to be Connor Joe. He was the fan favorite, no?
0: Absolutely. Knowing his story, knowing how he came back from testicular cancer, the smile he had every day, the energy he brought, and how he really did settle into that leadoff role and performed in that role, too. So, yeah, I, I don't see how he's not that guy.
1: That's right. We've, we've mentioned Marquez, Rodgers, McMahon. We can say Story, Blackman, Thurman Group. We've mentioned them a couple times. They're, yeah. they're obvious fits. Who was the unsung hero this year? Was there someone at least that stood out as had a great year, maybe didn't get as much credit as he should have, or he got credit, but I think we might have to go back and give this guy even more credit for what he contributed in the 2021 season.
0: Can I say Kyle Freeland? I mean, uh, to me, I think Freeland's a guy you know starts the year hurt, comes back, puts together a heck of a run, and let's not forget plays a mean right field in that one inning you know for the, against the Chicago Cubs. So uh, I think that Freeland's that guy that if you look back, he, Marquez, outshined him in a lot of respects this year. But I think Free put together such a such a solid year.
1: If if you go and look at all the numbers from this rotation, I don't think anyone really stands out as having the better overall year. I think I think the edge does have to go to Marquez in a sense because we're thinking about his age, we're thinking about his upside and that potential and, you know, Gomber, he had his spell from May yep. to mid-June where he was legitimately one of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball. You got Freeland again coming back putting together another solid year showing that he can do everything he did in 17 and 18. Uh Antonio Sensatella again, doing what he did last year, showing that, yeah, maybe he was benefited a little bit. You know, if you like the fielding independent numbers or expected fielding fielding independent, you go, he maybe got a little bit lucky. Well, he was not lucky. This year was also really good. And John Gray had his moments. Any of those guys you could look at as saying had a fantastic year.
0: Absolutely. And knowing what Gomber was dealing with coming in here. That first start when everybody was like, oh, geez, you know, the seven, walks. Yeah. Seven dude. walks. You know, you talk about a pressure situation, and and he's the first guy that's like, yeah, I heard the noise. I heard everything else. But still, to see how he rebounded back, yeah, props to him for that too. Yeah,
1: I, li- I like that call as as Kyle Freeland for being unsung, especially because he got a late start. Everyone else yep. was was doing it, and Gomber became the new lefty. Absolutely. Right? Lucas Gilbreth became the new Colorado Lucas. kid.
0: Now, there's a good debut, too, and let's be honest. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he he had a fantastic year. The bullpen, you know, while it, it did fall a little short of where I thought it would be, I thought yeah. it would be kind of a secret strength. I think we saw in the final two months of the season, hey, you know what? This bullpen, while not great, was not garbage. There were certain guys who might have performed They're, in certain spots, but yeah. overall the numbers suggest hey, there's, there might be something here.
0: There might be. I, that's definitely something I think that needs to be retooled this off season. And I think we say that a lot of offseasons <laughs> about the Rockies bullpen. But still, I think that there are some building blocks to work with. And I think Gilbert is one of those guys that was a super pleasant surprise this year. But I think you've got to figure out what's going to happen in that ninth inning next year. And I'm not sure that Carlos is the guy.
1: And do you want to go out and spend – well, you're not going to spend $106 million again. No. I mean, even fifty-three, even half of that seems like a lot, right? I mean, and is a guy like Kenley Jansen going to want to come here? Would Craig Kimbrell, who at that point is is a trade candidate more than anything, so he's he's got to do what he's got to do. But you know, if the Rocky, even if the Rockies do shore that up in the ninth, is that enough to you know put them put them over the top as, as a postseason contender? It still might not be enough.
0: It might not be, and and I think that you know. The bullpen's going to need to be focused, but you go back to what uh, Bill Schmidt said in Arizona, power hitting outfielder, adding more power to the lineup. Bud Black said that, Bill Schmidt said that. So those are things that you've got to look at this offseason. And yeah, a, a Kinley Jansen, absolutely. Somebody like that that brings that cred as a veteran and can get the job done. Uh, there's a guy that has been mentioned that I think is kind of under the radar a little bit, and I, I actually talk about him in an article coming out tomorrow. Corey Knebel, an interesting. If you look at his numbers mm-hmm. and he's going to get about six mil a year, is that somebody you'd bring in two, three years and say, you're going to be our guy because at Coors, gosh, i will have to look it up, but I think it's under a one ERA lifetime.
1: That's why I got to go over to rocks pile. Right. Check out, check out my guy, Kevin, Kevin. I, I like that. Uh, he was fantastic in Milwaukee, you know, yeah. before having the arm injuries and Dodgers say, Oh, well, We'll pick you up. We'll basically pay you for a year yeah. because we know how good you're going to be the next year. And, you know, I think he got, you know, surpassed a little bit uh, in the Dodgers depth chart by Blake Trinan, who um, I'm not sure if he's a free agent this offseason. He could be, could be. But he, again, he, he signed for almost closer's money to be with the Dodgers to win a championship, which he did in 2020. So he also is one of those names. So one of the obvious candidates again, you're gonna have to pay for it and you might not get back the return you would like on it. So the second tier guy, even even the Steve Ciszek, I mean, guys who at least have done that role, why not? Even if it's a one year deal, it didn't work out for Jason Mott, right. but you, you saw where the Rockies were doing there and you saw how they were really only a year away and they were really only a guy away. It was the difference between in 16, you know, under 500 with Jason Mott. And then in 17, over 500, back to the postseason for the first time in nearly a decade with Greg Holland.
0: Yeah, we've seen what the difference the back end can make. And again, that, the difference for single one oh, uh, and how much of an impact that he made when he first came over. You know, if the Rockies can land on the right reliever, that's the key, the right reliever, then, uh, you know, it's a, it's a building block toward where they want to get back. It's not the only block, though.
1: Final question on, on this 2021 season, what's your favorite spot to go and grab a bite to eat at Coors field, especially since the only thing we eat in the press box are Kit Kats, (laughs) Snickers bars, not complaining. Cause my wife's not. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. No, not you. You, (laughs) you never do. I I had
0: salad every time. It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, I, I don't know about you, but people love to come from out of town into Denver, right? Yep. And so I had friends this year that would come to a game, and they'd automatically want to try something at Biker Gyms. Biker Gyms was the go-to, you know, all the unique hot dogs, the elk, all that stuff. And so I, I know a lot of times I would head up to that upper concourse with them, and we'd hang out and have a dog. Julie, how about you?
1: That's my favorite spot. Yeah, they, they've got one with Rattlesnake in it. How much? I don't know, uh, but enough where I guess they can advertise it as such. And they they got great sides. That's fantastic. I still get to have the Rocky Mountain oysters.
0: Oh, dude, you're a braver man than I No, No, and and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to cross that bridge. I'm just going to say. At some
1: point, I I think it it needs to happen. I need to try it.
0: I I don't. Do they sell it?
1: I mean, they sell them, but does anybody buy them? That's my question. Somebody has to. You would think. You gotta hit us up at DNVR underscore Rockies at rockspile on Twitter because I don't know if anyone.
0: <laughs> I'm has. not sure either. I mean, I I hope they've got different ones and from opening day till that uh, last home stand, you you would hope. But um, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's
1: like you know, we're still in stock with the one that we have. Exactly. We're still in stock with with that one. You gotta like drench it in barbecue sauce. I don't know if it's gamey, if it's chewy, but it looks like a. I think it looks like a, a chicken finger almost.
0: I'm just almost thinking that's not something you chew. I'm thinking that's a. That's a. <laughs> one, you got to shoot it bite. somehow. Absolutely, you have to. Because oh. I think if I get the texture, that's yeah, that that battle's lost, man.
1: Well, you can't get Rocky Mountain Oysters at the DNVR Bar, but you can get Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu Beef, as well as for our members, you can get those larger beers, which you know are delicious. <sighs> Uh, we've got watch parties going on. In fact, today on Tuesday, as we're recording, we got Avs coming in for a watch party, followed immediately by the Nuggets, and then maybe even just a two-person watch party for the World Series after hey, that. I'll take it. But down in the bars, we're really where it's going to be jumping off for our members. You know, you can become a member to the for just 50 cents a month. And your annual membership, if you want one of those, you get a free shirt from DNVRlocker.com. And you know, you get that bigger beer. Did I mention a bigger beer? You bigger get a bigger beer. beer. You bigger do. Beer. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, you also can't go wrong right down the street, Solace Meds, if you're coming to the bar. Now, uh, they've got deals throughout the entire month of October, smoking hot deals, dare I say. It's a premier Colorado dispensary, and they're always hooking it up with some incredible deals for you guys every single month with any of their four convenient Colorado locations. They got one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge. There's two here in Denver, one just off Broadway, and one blocks away on East Colfax from where we're currently sitting. For the entire month of October, you're getting 25% off Dixie Gummies, the Solus bars, sticks, extractions, drops, you name it. And if you head into any of their four locations today, you can actually get a free Solus bar or king cone. Absolutely delicious when you mention code DNVR20 at any of those locations. Mention DNVR20 and you also receive 20% off your purchase. And you know what? If you don't like waiting in line or if you're you're a very go-getem kind of person. You can go to solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Check out their online menu, order there, and then pick it up at your own convenience. Just make sure you mention code DNVR20 for that. Finally, there's a solution to cutting yourself out there, gentlemen. And it's it's manscaped. You've heard us talk about it for years, and you know it's trusted by over 2 million worldwide. You should also know that using code DNVR gets you 20% off, plus free shipping can't beat that at manscape.com. manscaped.com. So spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at manscaped.com using code DNVR for free shipping. And more importantly, 20% off. We got the world series game one, finally going down between Houston and Atlanta. Kevin's going to tell us all we need to know. Go ahead. Give us all the final scores of all everything. you ready.
0: All yes. Okay. How many games? Who's going to win? Oh my God. Home
1: runs. What inning off what pitchers Go.
0: Can can I say Atlanta and six? Is that wrong to say? Can we just no. start with that and see what happens from there? And and how cool will it be, Rockies fans, for Tyler Matzik, maybe to get that last out. Tyler Matzik is like the man right now, as far as everybody wanting to know his story and his story being told. Good for him.
1: You can't you can't hear it enough. No. Right? I was thinking point. of it yesterday about trying to get in contact with the Texas Air Hogs who were his coaches who were the teammates they Actually and I got to back this up, but I'm pretty sure they Texas Air Hogs a few years ago Signed some kind of partnership with like the Chinese professional baseball league and they had some of the the Chinese baseball players come and play there so they they were almost like an affiliate now That's cool of them. And so was that the same year as Tyler Matzik I don't know. We got we got to dig we'll deeper. We'll have to find out. This is the story that just keeps going on and on. So that would be fantastic. I think Houston in six, but again, it it would not be shocking for Atlanta to win. They've got all the pieces that are there. They also have a lineup that, you know, has a DH type of guy, Jorge Soler. Yeah. You know, he was doing it earlier this season. He's back. Yeah. With Kansas City, so now he's back. And you say, all right, the one deficit that a lot of those NL clubs have, not the case for Atlanta.
0: No. And you know, that Houston lineup though, my God, so deep. I mean, it, it really is. It's going to be hard for them to overcome, but I think the way that Atlanta has pitched this postseason, um, I think that that may make the difference. Although we saw, I'm going to flip the coin here. We saw what Houston, uh, pitching did to Boston those last few games.
1: Yeah. Game, oh, game four. Usually it's game three. They say is that, is that big turnaround game, right? Cause then it can go to two, one or three. Yeah. right. But, Game three is usually the big one. Game four is really going to be interesting because that's uh, going to be the bullpen day for Atlanta yep. as it's lining up, and the Houston could be a bullpen day too, depending on how well Zach Greinke does. Uh, if Jake Odorizzi gets in there as the starter, don't know. So game four could almost be the day, the game that is is, is the difference.
0: Yeah, and and I'm feeling like tonight's going to set the tone for the whole rest of the series. If Atlanta can go into Houston somehow steal one, shut down that offense to start it, you know, because I was looking back, Houston hasn't scored less than five runs at home any postseason game so far this year. I mean, they're feeling it there, Minomade.
1: Charlie Morton going for Atlanta. He'll be about the fifth pitcher to ever face the team that he won a world series with, but he will actually be the first that Uncle doesn't involve Charlie. the Yankees or Dodgers organization because all the other ones in previous history, Clem Labine, Tommy John was one of them. They were either a Yankee or a Yankee uh, or a Dodgers player. So Charlie Morton's the first one to do it outside those two organizations. So, you know, he knows those guys fairly well. And as you brought up, you know, the, the Atlanta bullpen, you know, they're leaning heavily on those left-handers, AJ Minter. Matzik and encloser. Will Smith not to be confused with Dodgers Catcher. Will Smith not to be confused with Fresh Prince. Will what? Smith. Three different people. Right,
0: exactly. And I think LA Will Smith has changed his name after losing in the NLCS, right? Are you serious? <laughs> I <laughs> I think he may have bet. to. He may have to. That, you know? that should
1: have been the bet, right? <laughs> exactly. He's got to now be William. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's not I like you got me on that one. <laughs> so, but the interesting thing I read a little today, uh, shout out to Eno Saris, who injured himself on a scooter while in town in Denver for the all-star game. Hope he's, he's healed go. up pretty well. Uh, but wrote something really interesting about the fact that, you know, the platoon splits that you typically see, same, same sidedness, um, or rather the opposite sidedness, how it benefits the hitter. It's not true when you have a pitcher throwing 95 miles an hour or higher, which Minter, Matsick, and Will Smith are all capable of doing. So you look and you say, ah, eh, Jesse Chavez is your best righty. To get, you know, Alex Bregman out or Correa or uh, the other guy, Jose Altuve. Yeah, I didn't want to say his name, but that guy, they can still stick with the lefties. And so that that could be the difference. Matzik was arguably the MVP in the NLDS. He may need to be the MVP in the World Series for Atlanta to win.
0: And, And I'm a big guy that I like bullpen roles. I like the fact that it doesn't matter lefty, righty, whatever it is. You're the seventh guy, you're the eighth guy, you're the ninth guy. And I love that Atlanta really has that settled in and that they stick with it no matter what.
1: And that's an an old school approach that could, and I say old school because it's it's only a couple years ago because now we're starting to see a lot of those starting pitchers coming in in a relief role. We saw it with Nathan Yavaldi, didn't work. Julio Urias, didn't work. And then Max Scherzer, it worked. Until he had to go back out and pitch game six, which he couldn't do. So you robbed from Peter to pay Paul and you won the game that you had to win, but you lost the one later on down the line. So that's a strategy you might not really be able to employ at this point.
0: I'm just telling you, Madison Bumgarner blew it for the rest of starting pitchers the rest of the way by doing so well against the Royals that series.
1: He did. Yes. Strikeouts are going to be another key. You know, Houston struck out the least amount of any team in baseball. Atlanta, the most of any of the the postseason teams outside of the Yankees. So uh, that's going to be a factor, just putting the ball in play. We saw how effective it was for Kansas City, you know, back in, in 2015, winning the World Series, just putting the ball in play, making contact, making something happen. That could be one of those stories we have to keep our eye on. The You know, just getting the ball in play, not striking out.
0: Absolutely. and and I think that it is something that the you know as silly as it may sound, I think the crowd's going to be a factor too. I really do, especially there in Houston, super loud place. Uh, you know, Men can blow up. So I think that it's important for the Braves to try to take that out of the equation if they can. And you're right, a lot of us just putting the ball in play and seeing what happens.
1: I think I think you can make the case, you know Atlanta's great fans, hardcore. I think, you know, with the stories going around about, you know what, these bona fide cheaters, yep. maybe you should root for them. Because over here in Atlanta, you go, wait, what? Like on the surface, you go, wait, wait, wait. How, how would you not be rooting for the team that's not the cheaters? But there is this narrative going around, and Atlanta goes, fine, We will we will be the 10th man on the field, and we will help push our club to victory, since everybody clearly hates us.
0: Yeah, Houston has this whole us against the world mentality. And they have really used that, Uh, you know, and and they've turned it around where, you know, Houston doesn't talk so much about the cheating scandal anymore, but they talk about everybody's against us. So they've really flipped that script on its head to make it work in their favor and have that be a motivator now instead of an asterisk in any way.
1: How far does it go? And and it's subjective. It it probably varies from person to person. How far does it go if Houston can win the World Series here. Now, the second time in five years, of course, they're back in the World Series for the third time in fifth years. Five consecutive championship series, the likes of which we haven't seen you know, since the New York Yankees in the late 90s. How far would the championship this year go to tamping down the whole they are cheaters forever and ever?
0: You, you know, the problem is I really, in my heart, I'd love to see Dusty Baker get a ring. I really would but i also know that there is now he's embroiled in this he's a part of this and until altuve correa all these guys are no longer a part of the astros i think that that environment's still going to be there i really do
1: yeah no you're you're 100% right if if you can just see the names right if yeah. you look at the roster and uh, they were also in the commissioner's report there's a carryover. If there's a Venn diagram, there's something in the middle. They're still <laughs> going to be considered yeah.
0: cheaters to a degree, right? I mean, last year in Denver, no fans. There's still the guy outside Coors Field banging the trash can. You know, I mean, that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Just a little reminder. And they get that everywhere they go. And it's not going to stop if or they don't win the World Series this year.
1: Rockies have some passionate fans yeah, as well. We can't Absolutely. forget them. All right. We got some profits, too, depending on where you go and look. One of the one of the lines I thought was interesting. If, if I were to say to you, uh, Eddie Rosario, six and a half hits this series. Wow. He was the MVP there in the NLCS. You going over or you going to under? Does he stay hot? Yeah. Or even is he just still good and gets seven? Or are you going with the under on that? For me... I'm inclined to take the under. It's yeah. gonna cool down just a little bit, right? I'm
0: thinking that as well. I think that there's still gonna be that adjustment coming in to this first game. So I'm I'm a guy that I'm real nervous about taking the overs as far as a full series, because you don't know how long it's gonna go, as well as you don't know how quickly they're gonna to adjust to that pitching either.
1: Yeah, we expect there to be a lot of runs to be scored, but if it's five games or even six, you go, shoot, that's another three or four more at bats. Yeah. You know, I need my guy to get go one for four. That's it. Maybe even one for five. In Game Seven, and I win my bet, but there is no Game Seven, so now now you lose. That's absolutely that can be hard. What about if What about if we're just talking home runs, and we set it at a half? So will a guy hit a home run? Maybe it's only going to be five games, but Bregman, Correa.
0: I I don't think there's any way Houston does not hit a home run tonight, and and I'm going to say it's going to be Altuve.
1: You going Altuve? I'm going to
0: go Altuve tonight. If a guy's going to hit a homer. That doesn't mean I'm cheering for him. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> but I think that that there's no way they're going to contain that offense, and Altuve will probably pop one out. I bet you.
1: Correa and Bregman, I'll take both of those. Yep. At some point in the series today, yeah, I, I, at least one of those guys. I, you might even want to parlay that for, for a real big payout. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez, of course, we know he's going to hit at least one. But does he hit two? <laughs> now that's the question. Does he yeah. hit two for the series? Is he Is he a masher enough to do that?
0: Yeah, and I'll spin it back on you because if I remember right, Charlie Morton is—I uh, think it's six and a half strikeouts, depending on where you look. Yeah, now that's that's quite a few, but it's also that game one.
1: Yeah, I I might have to take the under on that one. I, I think they're going to have the scouting report out on on Charlie again. Just just putting the ball in play, uh, but you know, again, to your point about there being enough games, right, allowing for more opportunities you know, Snitker might not be so quick to to yank his guy and go to the bullpen. I mean, we've seen managers do it a lot, yeah. Yeah. but he could have a little bit more of a leash. So that also can be an element of, are, are these players, and particularly starting pitchers, are they going to hit their marks? If this is a regular season game, that's different. But again, quick, quick hooks, you can see that as early as even the second inning.
0: And here's a question for you. Are you a guy that believes that Houston's been in the World Series before, so they've got an advantage because they know about the emotion and everything else versus like a Freddie Freeman, his first time in the series. And and is he going to have the butterflies or the whole just get used to it for a couple innings thing?
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting element. You know, these these guys are professionals and, you know, they've they've been to a couple of postseasons the last three years. So they have that experience. But. When you're the only game in town, right? I interviewed Andrew Mead, uh, Andrew Mason, excuse me. Uh, that episode will be coming up on on Thursday, and he talked about being at Game Three of the World Series in 2007 and looking out at the auxiliary scoreboard and seeing there were no games. So that's uh, a much different spotlight yeah. for Atlanta to be dealing with, which. Nobody on that club has has had to deal with right first time since 1999. Hard to believe, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that's where a guy like a, a Jock Peterson. It's going to be real interesting because he's kind of brought that swagger uh, to to the Braves, and obviously a lot of postseason experience comes with him as well. So I'm real curious to see is he a guy that after the series we learn about he tried to settle things down. He was kind of that voice of confidence in the the clubhouse and in the dugout. I'll be curious.
1: You mentioned Dusty Baker getting a ring. We know Zach Grenke is who'd be his uh, first opportunity to win a ring. So I think that would be nice to see. But Dusty Baker, I, I think a lot more, you know, a lot is being made of, of him and is, is obviously his contributions, how he's helped settle everything, the, the controversy. Yeah. He was kind of the right guy to bring in and say, hold on, you have, to, you have to get through Dusty if you really want to boo us. And you might not want to do that. But he's brought this team now, his fifth division winner, Uh, His first time back in the world series since 2002 doesn't have a ring as a manager does as a player in 1981 with the Dodgers, you know, is, is this the final piece that he needs to get into the hall of fame? Or do you think just, just being here already has done enough for him to get to Cooperstown?
0: Boy, that's a really good question. I, I think he's got a solid enough resume to get there, but I, I think that the ring would be something that he could really sit back and say, I've I've reached the mountaintop. I've done everything that there is to do, and you know, for for Dusty, you know, one thing that I was I was looking back, and I, and I popped this one on you earlier. You know, he would be the third African American manager to ever win a World Series if he does, just the third ever, and a lot of the. Uh, Articles that I've seen is Dusty talking about how that we need more African-American players. We need more representation in managers, GMs, everything else. So even if he were to step away with a ring, I think he's going to be one of those vocal guys for change still needs to happen in the in MLB.
1: Yeah. And no, I, I love that angle because you got, um, Dusty possibly winning, Like you said, and, and joining Cito Gaston who won it in 92 and 93 with the blue Jays, yep. uh, doc, uh, Dave, Dave Roberts uh, last year in in 2020 getting the ring. But if, if Atlanta wins, there's still some really good stories, but Ron Washington gets his first ring. He never won one as a player, had good a very point. short career, but Ron Washington, of course, you know, he did, did take the Rangers to back-to-back world oh, series yes. in 2010, so close. 2011 Cardinals <laughs> fans know about that, but, he would now finally get one along with, you know, hey, Walt Weiss, yeah. Mark Young Sr., all those guys that have the Colorado Rockies connection.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, Washington's obviously a guy that may end up in the NL West if that Padres thing comes through. You know I mean? So I, I th- there's a lot of reasons to root for the Braves. Let's be honest here. There really are. Uh, you know, and I think that just some of those guys that you just mentioned getting a ring, Walt Weiss getting a ring. To me, that's kind of cool. I got to be honest with you. It really is.
1: And don't forget former uh, Rockies catcher Sal Fasano. Wow. When you think of great
0: Rockies catchers first one that popped into mind 40
1: games maybe yeah i don't i don't know that they were even able to get a a fasano shirzy after the printing press uh when he was on the club not not trying to take shots there at sal because again he's he's doing it for real and may win a world series ring as one of the coaches for atlanta so give it up to him yeah i think either either team that wins there's those rockies connections there's those heartwarming stories uh, and, you, and you gotta love that, and you gotta love companies like Ball Aerospace and Technology because they've been practicing diversity and inc- inclusion for years, while other companies they just talk about it, right? It's because they've got a culture of belonging for you that has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They've got a Corporate Equality Index score of 100 percent, perfect. That's right. So your background, wherever it may be, whether you're from New Jersey whether you're from Oklahoma doesn't matter. doesn't matter they want you to be a part of their company they especially are looking for people with technical and mechanical skills that can help you help them with manufacturing aluminum bottles and cans uh, which they've been doing for a very long time they're an iconic brand and you know why um, help yourself Reach out to them, text Golden to 77222, or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden, or simply text Golden to 77222. Also, got to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they've got a fantastic offer for all y'all out there. Every football fan needs to jump on. If you bet five bucks on any NFL team to win, and they do, even the biggest favorites going into week eight, you will win $200 in free bets. It's that easy and that rewarding. Bet five, win, and you get 200. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, of course, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So dr- download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they do, you win 200 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Once you're done winning there on DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll have a big smile on your face, and it's going to be pretty white, pretty pristine, especially if you went down to DraftKings. Excuse me. Yeah, they don't have their own dentistry yet. Yeah. Uh, they, yet. <laughs> yet. They might partner with Green Mountain <laughs> Dental it's Group. And if they do, look out. Look out. But Green Mountain Dental Group is where you want to go for all your local family dentistry. Uh, they They get credit for all the smiling faces we have down here at the bar. A lot of our uh, uh, employees and a lot of our members have made them their permanent family dentist because they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you will receive a free Sonic Care toothbrush. Can't beat that. From Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.
0: Sonicare toothbrushes, they're pretty good? I hear they're pretty good. Hear they're pretty I, good. Huh? I hear taking care of your oral health is very important. All right. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: And, I, and you, you seem very trustworthy. <laughs> I feel like I can trust you when you say that. And I and I feel like I can trust you for some some good World Series stories. We talked about Matzik. We talked about Dusty Baker. Any any other ones that jump out or any angles or matchups you're, you're really looking forward to see here in the 2021 World Series?
0: I'm just looking forward to seeing packed house back I mean as silly as it's been you know honestly we, we've talked yeah. about the, the crowds and you know let's, let's not even go down the whole chop thing uh, with Atlanta but still just having crowds back this year it seems like when we got to the all-star game and we had a packed house it felt like okay things are getting back there Uh, So I'm looking forward to just seeing that opening shot tonight. Are people just nuts in the stands and ready for it? How about you?
1: Yeah, we we might have had fans last year at at Globe Life Park, but they were were separated, right? And they weren't the fans of that team definitively, right? Houston, if you're in the ballpark in Houston, you're an Astros fan. Right. If you get a ticket in Atlanta, you are pulling hardcore for Atlanta. There's even a good chance you've got some ink on you, you know, with Atlanta's colors and logo and all that stuff, because you are a hardcore. You've got to be there. So you're right. That is that's a huge element that I haven't really thought of because we've seen it a little bit yeah. here and there. But we haven't seen it in two years, truly, in the way we're going to see it in game one and throughout this entire series. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And And I think you mentioned it a minute ago, but. Greenkey's going to be really interesting for me to watch too. And how does he factor in? Is he one of those X factors uh, coming in, which I never would have thought I'd say about Zach Greinke, but still, is he that X factor? and Can he do what he needs to do to help Houston get over the hump too?
1: His his life has been an X factor. I yeah, think, that's true. To Good a degree. And, and you like to see it. So that would be really great for him because he's been a little quiet, I think, this postseason. Yeah. So for him to have a big moment, again, contributed all throughout the regular season. So look, he, he gets a ring. You can't take that away from him. You might be able to... You know, look the other way if, you know, Atlanta wins and you go, well, Jonathan Lucroy, you're going to get a World Series ring. Yep. You know, Rocky's legend. <laughs> Rocky's catching legend from 2017. But he played about 20 games for Atlanta. Or maybe it was 20 plate appearances. It was not very long.
0: Enough to get a ring, though, my friend. But it
1: was enough to get a ring. Exactly. So, But granky again, for all he's done for the organization and what he's done just all season, if he's quiet in the postseason, that's fine. He he still has more than earned it. I'm looking forward to that. And and I tell you, I tell you one guy, I can guarantee you, right? We came in on, on our predictions. Yep. I have to make a prediction. I guarantee you. And yeah, here, hold oh, me to this. Bring it. Snitker will will win the World Series. Snitker will That's have huge. a World Series ring. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. So. You hear, I appreciate that, the enthusiasm. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, of course, Brian Snitker is the manager for Atlanta. Uh, his son, Troy Snitker, is the, the assistant hitting coach for Houston. But it still does guarantee that one of Ronnie's boys, that's that's the wife and mother of of Brian and, and Troy. Shout out to Ronnie Snitker. There you go. Uh, she's getting a World World Series ring. One of her boys is going to come home with
0: one. Thanksgiving's going to be very interesting in that house. I'm just going to tell you. It, <laughs> it is. will.
1: It might not be as bad as like the Harbaugh's, oh, yeah. like those two, you know, from, from the NFL ranks, but you, you gotta like that, you know, snicker isn't is this interesting story too, kind of on the flip side where, you know, never plays in the majors yeah. career, minor leaguer, you know, finally gets his shot in, in Atlanta. He's, he's been with the organization for 42 years. Meanwhile, Troy's only been alive for 33. I mean, that,
0: I'm telling you, and, and, you know, think back to when he got the job, there were a lot of people are going, wait, who, what? You know, but he's absolutely let them here, let them back to their first World Series this century. Let's just say that. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's the Atlanta way, like the Cardinals way. You know, whoever they put in there, you know they're going to have some success. I mean, Freddie Gonzalez had some success before Brian Snitker too, not necessarily an organizational guy. You know, another thing for Dusty Baker too is, uh, as we mentioned, 2002, he's in the World Series yep. with the Giants. It's 19 years since he's been back to the World Series Tied for the longest with none other than his name is on the tip of all of our tongues. We all know Bucky Harris, right? Oh, you here one of your all-time favorite managers. Bucky How Harris. many times do you does yeah here bring up the name Bucky Harris when we talk about the all-time great managers?
0: Four times a week, always. Four I mean, times a week. Oh. I mean, yeah. there, there's got to be like a Bucky Harris menu item here at the DMVR bar. I mean, doesn't should there? I mean, there Bucky should... bites. Bucky I have a. Bites. It needs to be now. I have a Bucky Harris tattoo on my thigh. <laughs> yeah,
1: here it says he has a Bucky Harris tattoo. That's gonna be. I might be behind the paywall a little bit there. That's gonna be a super chat. If we get a super chat, you're gonna have to show that Bucky Harris tattoo. That's yeah, on my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, that's your OnlyFans. All right. <laughs> Um I don't know if we can allow that cuz that money's not getting funneled to the company. We'll talk about it later. Uh but 19 1925 manager of the Senators does it again in, in uh 47 with the Yankees so that actually was the longest. That was 22 years. Also, second oldest manager. Talk about like how our perspectives has changed on old guys. Maybe yeah. maybe because you and I are getting older too. Could but be. 72 years old, only Jack McKeon has been older a manager in in the World Series. So He's got a chance to to be number two there and and win it
0: all. Jim Leland just looked that old at that point, but he wasn't yet. So so let's make that very clear. No, as
1: old as he looked when he came to Colorado, looked (laughs) even older after six months of smoking those heaters in the dugout at Coors Field and sleeping in the clubhouse.
0: Absolutely,
1: That was rough. Also, most regular season wins without winning a World Series. He's 13 wins shy of 2,000. And we talked about this on our way into the bar a little bit. Uh, Doing a little show prep, the connection that Dusty has with the Atlanta organization and particularly with Hank Aaron.
0: Yeah. And how cool is that? I mean, honestly, this has been, you know, this has been a tough year for Hank Aaron fans. And to see, I don't know about you, I've seen that uh, video where Hank Aaron talks about Dusty Baker. And it's just good to see Hank Aaron, you know, on film again, It reminds you what a classy guy he was. And so, yeah, it was a really cool thing. Yeah,
1: took a newly drafted Dusty Baker under his wing, was 19 years old when Hank Aaron was 34, said to to Johnny B's mom, and yes, that is Dusty Baker's full name, Johnny B. The B, we don't know what it stands for. (laughs) And he was Johnny B before the song Johnny B Good. You think that's what he was named after? No, he came first. But Hank Aaron said, Miss Baker, I will look after your child as if he's my own son. And so there's that connection between... Baker family, the Atlanta family, the Aaron family. And that's, I hope we see more of that on display throughout this series. I World hope so
0: series. too. Yeah. And, and I'll be curious whenever Dusty goes back to Atlanta, the reception that he gets. I don't know if they'll show that, if they'll talk about that, but uh, he should get a good reception just knowing the roots and everything there for sure.
1: We saw some movements on the postseason roster, Atlanta adding Terrence Gore, who's looking for a second World Series ring. It's okay. No one should really know who he is, but he's an interesting story. I'm sure that you'll hear a little about him. He'll be a late-inning replacement. He's basically a professional pinch runner. Yeah. Uh, Won won it in uh, 2015 with the Royals. Uh, Also played against the Rockies in that wild-card game. Had had two at bats, was not a threat. Every time he came up, I kinda that was an opportunity to run to the bathroom, grab a <laughs> drink of water and extra innings because he came in as as a late substitution to pinch run. Has forty career stolen bases and seventy seven plate appearances. Wow. Seventy seven, but forty stolen bases. How about that?
0: The dude has some elite speed, I'm telling you. And and that's the kind of guy who you don't expect him to be turn that switch in the game and he could be that guy.
1: Sure. It's like a one dimensional Dave Roberts. who, of course we know yeah, yeah. ALCS game Four, steals second base rest is history, but Gore can only do the stolen base. He can't, you know, do all the other parts and, you know, have a, a decent bat and play some good defense.
0: Maybe he'll be the guy to steal a taco. Cause I understand that the guy who steals the base to steal the taco for taco bell gets the base sent to Cooperstown as part of the collection. Oh, Believe so so
1: again, Rockies fans have to sit and wait for seven runs for, for the Rockies base. to score. And, and here the nation gets one stolen base.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think Rockies fans are going to feel cheated whenever they go talk about it. They're going to be like, wait, this is it. This is all I get one. Come on.
1: And if they if one team scores seven runs, you're go like, right. You got to give me two because I'm a Rockies fan. I, I, I think that's only fair.
0: I think that's fair.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Can't can't really, you know break down the the 2021 World Series till we break down the roster. We know Houston, you know, got theirs by tanking, but you know Atlanta, you know, kind of did a, a soft tank. You know, they did lose 90 games in a row from 2015 to 2017. Got them a lot of really good picks. Ian Anderson, Austin Riley, Mike Soroka, all those guys came through that and, you know, Dansby Swanson, we're going to see. Yep. That's another one of those great fun facts. Swanson, first overall pick in the 2015 draft, Alex Bregman. Number two, first time the first two players in an MLB draft are going against each other in the same World Series, but that? that roster construction, what I'm gonna be talking with that with a lot of people this offseason, even though I don't think the Rockies are gonna go this route. How do you feel about tanking? How do you feel about that strategy? Good for the game, bad for the game, Not, smart? I,
0: what's your I, take? That's a I don't know that I don't know that you can tank. I mean, I, I think that it worked for the Astros, but I think if you look overall it hasn't paid off for a number of franchises. So I I just don't think that it's a viable option. I think that it's more about the analytics. Uh, you know, I know Rockies fans will roll their eyes, but it is part draft and developing, obviously. Making sure, you know, and finding those gems in the draft order that maybe aren't one, two, but it's those third, fourth, fifth round picks that then end up sticking.
1: And doing like the Rays and being able to, you know, fall out a boat and find yeah. a, a one-war player, right? Get, getting some more depth pieces. And I think they were able to do that a little bit this year. We still don't know about Sam Hilliard, but you go and look and you say, well, he's got a similar skill set to a Joey Gallo and, you know, enough of him over a full year. If you have the, the guys, you know, doing most of the heavy lifting, now a, a Sam Hilliard can, can sit comfortably batting seventh, and now you may have something.
0: And what about Atlanta rebuilding their outfield completely? I mean, oh. Basically it's the trade deadline. You lose Zuna, you lose Acuna, you bring in guys and they don't miss a beat. In fact, they get better. I mean, that that to me is a strategy that I think is more viable, is to really build at the trade deadline and have that vision for who you wanna be than tanking and hoping there's a guy in the draft that's gonna turn you around.
1: Yeah, that's—it's well, it's not the opposite of tanking, but it, it does take that idea of, actually you're throwing the future out the window. Yeah. And saying, let's just go all in. Yeah. Let's acquire these outfielders. you know they didn't have to give up too much. Of course, they only gave up Pablo Sandoval, who was just immediately re- released by the the Guardians.
0: Fantastic, dare I say? Yes.
1: So you know they didn't have to give up too much. But hey, you go out all out, you you reap the rewards. I, I haven't said made this statement in a while, but uh, Casey Stern from MLB Network. You know, I think he he first said it in 2016. You know, when when the Cubs gave up Glaber Torres and a bunch of guys to get a as Chapman. Cleveland, uh, you know, gave up Clint Frazier in order to get Andrew Miller yep. and, you know, prospects are cool. Parades are cooler. And Atlanta went after it. And that's, that's the, almost the opposite of tanking and saying, look, we might be really screwing ourselves and hurting the future of our franchise, but look right now, we're in a spot where we can contend and we might be able to make a run to the series. And you know what, that should be rewarded and praised more than anything.
0: Yeah. And this was a team that, you know, let's look back. We weren't even sure if the Rockies were going to have to go to Atlanta after that Arizona series, they still hadn't even clinched the East, you know, that late in the season. So again, they, they caught fire at the right time. I mean, the bottom line is that and Jock Peterson has said, maybe we're that team. And maybe they are that team that just catches fire at the right time and builds it. And all of a sudden they're going to, there's going to be some peach tree uh, lane street Avenue there in Atlanta. that's having a world series spread.
1: Very well could be very well could be. I like that. Finally, favorite world series memory. Does one stand out in your head or is it more recent or is there just one aspect of the world series that you you love more than, than anything else? When you think about world series baseball,
0: You know, I was actually in St. Louis for a meeting the night that the Cardinals came back against the Rangers. We alluded to that a few months ago, you know, and just that whole, oh, my God, they're actually going to win this game. To me, that still jumps out as well as Arizona in 2001, you know. The fact that they actually came back and so much focus was on after nine eleven and everything else with the Yankees, but the but the D backs actually won. And I know I'm not supposed to say it as a Rockies guy, but still those those are the two moments that really stand out to me. I mean, um we were talking Sido Gaston earlier, Joe Carter hitting the home run, running around the bases. I mean, there's been so many great moments. How about you?
1: There there definitely has been. I, I can remember well. The 93 World Series, for the opposite reasons, I was actually at, I think it was Game 7 uh, of the the NLCS oh, wow. against Atlanta. And so, of course, I was pulling for Philadelphia at the time. And so seeing all those guys, you know, the players going out on the field and, and, and just celebrating and Danny Jackson just ripping his shirt off on the mound and... Being Insane and then leaving the stadium and that atmosphere how it it didn't change after the victory and and all the fans shouting F Dave Stewart Because they knew he was he was the hoss He was the big dog, you know coming uh, the, the ace for the Blue Jays That was a big one the first World Series for the Yankees uh, Really in, in my lifetime and in 96 was just so huge and special so special and, and even recently I can remember sitting in my car you know on on a on a break from from work uh, before I, I I was employed here at DNVR and watching the the Cubs parade. Yeah you know, they yeah. finally did it after yeah. all those years of misery, a hundred eight years between World Series. and that was just I you know I'm not even a Cubs fan. But I didn't think you'd see that in your lifetime, right? No. That was the joke in, in Back to the Future too, is that they would you know, finally win it. And you go, ah, that's funny. You put that in a movie because it's fake. We know that that's fiction because it can't happen in reality. And yet they didn't. So that stood out as just this really memorable, memorable thing in baseball history. That honestly might be my favorite World Series, that like Cleveland first Oh, yeah. absolutely. The Cubs, just because... Even the Cleveland atmosphere, cause who was going to win the first World Series in a long time, a was really good. You had celebrities on both sides. Everybody was going hectic. It was. A, I think it w- might be my favorite all time. And that was a World Series I actually got to watch with my dad, who was coincidentally visiting at that time. Cool. And so, uh, full disclosure, I don't have a television. I haven't for a decade. Uh, and so we're watching it on this little, uh, iPad that he had on his lap and being like, wow, this historic world series, someone's going to win the first world series in almost either of our lifetimes. Yep. And, you know, getting to watch that with him was, was kind of a special thing that just added to it, that baseball history.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you think back, we've seen Boston break their long streak. We've seen the Cubs break their long streak. You mentioned Cleveland. You're next on the clock guardians, you know, I mean, let's, and, and of course it'd be, it'd be nice to have a parade around here.
1: When I, when I think of the Cubs, another one of those random fun facts. I, I run out at some point, I'm going to run out at some point. You're here. You're <laughs> laughing back there. All right. Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve. If both those guys make it to the hall of fame, they will only be the second pair of middle infielders to make it. Or rather, second pair of Hall of Famers to win two World Series. The other, of course, of course, of course, being Joe Tinkers, Joe Tinker and Johnny Evers. Second shortstop Tinkers ever to chance. Baseball said LexCon Chicago Cubs 1907-1908. We've covered it all, Kevin, haven't we?
0: I tell you what, I'm ready to watch some baseball, man.
1: I'm so ready for this series. It's going to be great. And then another nine months. Until we get another game. Ten months.
0: <sighs> I know. That's that's twenty twenty three. I look forward to the World Series. <laughs> and then it's like, and here comes the offseason. And here comes the dark and the cold. But spring springs eternal. Hope springs
1: eternal too. And 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 the Rockies uh, are they might give us a little hope this offseason. like yeah. what Bill Schmidt's been doing already. So keep it tuned in to, to DNVR Rockies for all your Rockies and, and baseball coverage. Uh you can follow my man here on Twitter at Rockspile Kevin. It's been fantastic. Thanks for uh, having us. We'll, we'll have to do
0: it again. Dude, absolutely. I always enjoy hanging out with you, my friend.
1: Love it. Love it. Uh, follow us at DNVR underscore Rockies and me at Patrick D. Lyons for DNVR Sports and DNVR Rockies. I'm Patrick Lyons, Kevin Henry. Thank you for joining us on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Green Mountain Dental Group is where you want to go for all your local family dentistry. Uh, They they get credit for all the smiling faces we have down here at the bar. A lot of our uh, uh, employees and a lot of our members have made them their permanent family dentist because they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area. They're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you will receive a free Sonic Care toothbrush. Can't beat that. From Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.